0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of The Odd Couple. This is Siddharth here. And I'm Dr. Shish. As they say, if fathers are the first heroes in a daughter's life, mothers are their best friends. Their mothers are the first best friends that they have. And in some cases, mothers, as always, play all the roles with ease. Brought up by a single, independent and hardworking mother, Achita Chandra, our guest today, understood the importance of being self-reliant at a very early age. This also sparked a fire inside her to be the light in the lives of other women who need inspiration through her platform, Shrinari. Welcome to the Odd Couple Podcast, Achita. Hi. Hi, Siddharth. Hi,
1: Ashita.
2: What's up, Archita? It's so nice to have somebody like you on the show.
1: It's so nice to finally connect with you guys after like, I think, eons. I would want to call that. You know, it's really nice. Thank you so much for this, guys.
0: Most welcome. So, Archita, let's start off with how you started off. What's the whole backstory? What's the origin story of Archita Chandra?
1: So, yes, like you said, I think... Where it started was from my mother. I always like to say that, uh, you know, I was brought up by very powerful women, my grandmother, my mother, who never believed in living by rules, you know, always loved to break the rules. And they are my inspiration till today. It taught me that education or uh, being economically independent is very, very important, especially for a woman. That's when my journey started. So I have this passion of working for and with women. And I do that, uh, you know, whenever and wherever possible. And I've been doing that for a very long time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And uh, Chandra ma'am was our Hindi teacher back in school. And she's the one of the most adorable person that we know. Uh, So namaste Guruji, (laughs) as she would insist (laughs) (laughs) us wishing her not good morning, (laughs) ma'am.
2: But you know, one of the fondest memories I have of Chandra ma'am is, um, although she was my Hindi teacher, she was the only woman who thought I could dance. And and she actually put me in the front row and made me do a whole (laughs) dance performance. And I was like, something's wrong with this woman, man. she thinks I can dance. (laughs) But she was a believer, yeah.
1: That's what she believed in, you know, that, you know, students... She did not believe in the fact that only students who do good should participate in culturals, you know. Uh, students who dance extremely well should only be in the dance performance. She wanted everyone to be.
2: So that's why I was in the front row because I was so bad. <laughs> now it finally makes sense as to what I was doing over there. The whole time I thought, maybe I'm damn good, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah,
1: but, but I've heard that from so many people. And, uh, you know, it feels nice that... She has this, you know, ability of making everyone feel special. In fact, I've been, um, you know, so many people I've met bumped into people who I don't even know who were her students and who so fondly remember her. So, you know, that's really nice.
0: Lovely. So, as you mentioned earlier that uh, you were brought up by a single parent, that is your mom. So, what are the early roadblocks that you challenged, I mean, as a woman in career or building a new company by yourself? Could you just quickly take us through? Because... I will be the first person to confess that I have no clue what women go through, even though we might empathize. But, I mean, it's it's different actually wearing the shoe and, and experiencing. It's two different things.
1: Absolutely. You know, to start with, I would like to say that, not to sound too feminist, but, uh, you know, there are certain privileges that a man is brought up with. And those privileges, unfortunately we don't have. I'll give you a small example. When I didn't know all this, right? Right now, it sounds great for me to talk like this. But back in school, when we didn't know all this, you know, everyone, there was no like, you know, boy, girl. And, you know, we were just like friends and students. But even back then, we have faced so many things that right now, when I look back, one example I would want to give is, I used to walk back from school, you know, home every day. Hmm. And um, our batchmate Archana used to walk with me because she, she had a cycle, I didn't. Uh, And but she used to just walk with me holding a cycle and there was this one uncle who came up to us in his car and asked us for directions. Mm. And then we realized after giving him directions for like two minutes and he behaving like he doesn't know what the hell we are talking about. Then we realized he was actually doing something inside the car looking at us.
0: Oh, oh, And Archana and
1: I just looked at each other and we just like ran from that place and from that day so see these kind of things are normal so it's not not i'm not saying something that's oh my god that's once in a life experience things like this happens every day every minute to women right in different uh you know levels but then what happens is that after that you know you are told not to walk alone from school you have to take a rickshaw at those times or you know somebody has to come and pick you up maybe you don't have the money to give pay for a rickshaw you know, in my case. So there were so many things like that. So I believe that was the start, uh, you know, for me to slowly understand that, oh, it is. The world is different when you're born with privileges and, uh, you know, there are certain things that women don't have. You know, that's when I started realizing that, OK, you know, I need to do something about this. To so whatever, uh, you know, capabilities that I have, not necessarily, you know, do larger things, you know, make a big name and all that. No. So then I started working with small uh, NGOs, um, you know, self-help groups to understand this, you know, I would call it the equation or the gender balance better. And uh, yes, so that's how that's how I started working with women and for women. And it's been an amazing uh, journey because I've met such powerful women all over India from you know different sectors of the society yeah and I get inspired by them every day to do what I'm doing
2: you know what the funny part for me is you know um, somebody like you telling me this I mean earlier I think we were talking and I was telling you that me and Sid might not be the right people to to have a conversation about this because we feel very strongly about equality like you know i hate that word feminism and thing because i i feel that feminism is 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 on the opposite side of what we really need to talk about what we're really talking about is a level playing field and when that's there and when we're talking about a level playing field there shouldn't be anything called feminism So so that's my take on it all the time but when you say something like this the funny part is I've this is not the first time I've heard this. I've heard this from a lot of my female friends about men acting inappropriately like this in in public. So my understanding is it is a real problem, especially in a country like India where off late in the last year or two it's been there in the news the whole time. It's it's total disrespectfulness to to the women. So yeah, so it really exists and I feel like on a certain front, that's the whole reason why we look to you. Because for us, when we have seen your growth from somebody who was just, you know, a young girl with us, and to where you are now and what you're doing, and you're empowering yourself, and you're not expecting other people to empower you, we just felt that your story needed to be told, you know, so so that's the thing, you know, the reason why you are here today for us, you know. So I'm so proud to have you here, Archita, uh, Archita and to see your growth and, and to hear your stories out.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. feels so nice to hear. And I would just want to say one thing. So feminism, a lot of times, men and women, we kind of misunderstand what that is. Feminism is not about us versus them or, you know, male versus female. That's not what it is. Feminism is about us versus patriarchy, right? What we are trying to do here is change this oppressive system that was built on patriarchy. And we're doing small things to change that every day. And patriarchy not only affects women, yes, larger percentage, it affects women, but it also affects some men. I mean, God help you if you're a little feminine, you know, God help you if you don't have this a uh, masculine body. And, you know, if you're wearing makeup or anything, right? Because there is this thing that has been created in history by so many, you know, male dominant patriarchal people. They have, you know, bought in this system that looks at women as uh, things that can be oppressed. Uh, but but that's that's what we have to change. I love the men in my life, be it my friends, my husband, my uncles, everybody. But that doesn't mean I don't want to smash the shit out of patriarchy.
0: <laughs> very true, very true. I think it's just not the whole notion of being manly and being, I think, mardhu and all that stuff but it's also as you said no god forbid if somebody's uh, remotely feminine or even the alternative sexes uh the whole yep. lgbtqi plus uh, which is out there which I, sh- I think they face even worse things than what women do that's a whole new episode by itself where we can have a chat on that but coming back to the whole thing where ashish was mentioning about how while we have heard these stories time and again, from our women folk around us. And it's still shock and awe. I mean, I didn't expect that. But when you said it, because it's just a school kids, and there are absolute deviants doing these things. What I wonder is what is motivating these idiots to do the things that they do? I I can't understand that probably because my mind is not wired like that. But why would anybody want to whip out whatever? And I I don't get it. I mean, would, is there any particular psyche behind it? Are they just uh, cuckoo?
1: <laughs> I guess that's that's what you could call them. But you know, many times people say that uh, there is a notion, okay, that these kind of uh, this kind of a thought process probably comes uh, from people who are uneducated, uh, you know, who are not from the high strata of the society, things like this. But these are completely wrong notions. It's prevalent everywhere, whichever society, whatever country. It's just there everywhere. And I think is that uh, there are some, like, for example, on a dining table, when you're sitting to have dinner, who generally in an Indian family, who eats the food first? The male member. These are silent cues, right? You Hmm. These are the kind of cues that, you know, you are instilled with that makes you think that you are a little higher than them. Your mother will cook the food. Your wife will cook the food. But you will sit first to eat. If there is, for example, uh, you know, there's not enough food left. uh, Many women tend to say that, oh, you know, I don't like it or I'm not hungry. No, no, you eat because you go to office. But damn, I've stood the whole day and I've cooked it. Why can't I eat it? So these are the...
0: Hence the term lion share, not a lioness share.
1: So, you know, these are the small uh, indicators to things like this, right? And our movies are enough. You know, the media to tell. Oh, my God. Yeah, to to make you feel that, you know, you bloody own the damn world being a man. You know, so maybe, maybe these kind of triggers influence men at the growing stage. And then it just, just develops, develops and it becomes what it becomes.
2: But Archita, like if we go back and try to understand why does, why did all this happen? I mean, it starts with the way, you know, we were. We We were hunter gatherers. And the men were more physical. And so they used to go and hunt. And the women used to be caretakers. And they used to make sure that whatever food is brought was taken care of and was given to each person in the family. And so it all stems from there. Now, my thing is that there is need for change. I'm not denying that fact. But we are in a process of evolution. Now, even when we look back to where we were in our lifetime, no need going back beyond that. I I feel at least there's a lot more awareness among men today than there was before, like even just at the workplace and how to behave with a, with a woman. Do you think this is all just uh, the Western influence on us? Or do you think that within our culture, this is a normal evolution, which is going through and and it's going to head to, you know, to a point where finally women will sit equal on the table and have the lioness's share.
1: So no, what you're saying is absolutely right. Uh, but I wouldn't call it a Western influence. I would disagree to that. Uh, why? Because even now, of course, we are in 2021. But even when we were having our independence, there were women fighting. Even today, there are gangs like uh, you you've watched that movie, right? Gulab Gang. These women came out and beat the crap out of men in UP who were domestic violence, right? Against domestic violence and they were beating the shit.
2: Is this a real incident? I mean, I didn't see the movie.
1: Yes, yes. So there's this whole gang called Gulab Gang and they wear pink. These are women and they fight only with like lathis. And if any woman comes and tells them that they are a victim of domestic violence, they go and they beat the crap out of the hospital. So they, they are there today yes oh
2: wow you know oh. so
1: yes evolution oh, wow. when you say evolution it's always you know moving forward right it's probably started as uh you know yeah like you said you know men went out hunting they did the more physical work and then they came back and you know the woman was cooking women are multitaskers they're good at everything right so after that what they said is i want to go hunting right and they went hunting but at that time, I, I still feel that back then, men did not look down on women the way they do now. Even though today, uh, you know, the gaps of education, gender equality, all that is narrowing down, yes. But still, there is this huge, I don't know how to word it, but um, I'll tell you one thing. So this uh, there was an article that I read. Okay, in this uh, World Economic uh, Forum, okay, about global gender gap. And can you guess how long they said that it would take, uh, this was in 2018, I think, this article that came out. And uh, they said for gender equality, how many years do you think they said that it would take? So we, we are talking about 2018. And you know yourself, you know how the world is today. And we think we are better. We are, evolution is complete. And, you know, we are all broad-minded and all of that. Keeping all this in mind.
2: I would guess twenty fifty.
1: So that why don't you guess that?
2: Okay. I would guess never. <laughs> okay, wow. Really? Wow. yeah. Because I don't
0: I don't have any faith in this <laughs> species of us, <ours>, so <laughs> <laughs> You think we'd die out before before I'm waiting season. for the asteroid as I mentioned in the earlier broadcast. <laughs> oh, That's okay. the only solution.
1: Absolutely. To all our problems, yeah. So it, they said that it would take 200-odd years to reach economic gender really? equality.
2: Yes. I'm really surprised they actually had a number. I, to be honest, a mind's wishful thinking, but but I'm really surprised that 200 years is not bad, man, if, if, if it happens because the way things are going now.
0: You know what the good thing is? In 200 years, there'll be no record of this particular study. So they're yeah. like, oh, we'll predict whatever we want. <laughs>
1: so yeah so you know they have women have also been instilled with this feeling that they are not good enough there are so many studies that show that even if a man knows that he's not 100 percent qualified to apply for a particular job he still will and the percentage of women who will do that is very minimal so it's kind of been like so instilled in them that see when, when we are in school when we you know in fourth fifth standard or we and we don't even know what sexism is and you know what this is and what that is we are told not to wear short skirts if you we wear nail polish we are asked to take that off you know there's so many things like that 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 have been told because probably we will instigate some kind of an urge you know in the opposite sex, like. What the hell? I'm just wearing a short
2: skirt. Was it that? I honestly thought that those were just so that, you know, we have a system, like a uniform that, you know, each one, like you might wear green nail polish and then the other girl would be like, <laughs> why is she wearing green? And not, you know, I mean, it would be like jealousy. So to, to stop that is why. Exactly. that's what
1: we it. thought. I remember one of our batchmates and I will not take her name.
2: Tell, 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 tell. Tell, <laughs> tell me what, tell tell tell, tell,
1: tell, tell, tell,
2: I think was... <laughs> you okay, Tell us what alphabet it starts with. <laughs>
1: P <laughs> <laughs> P. <pee pee>. Okay, right. <laughs> <Very> common. <laughs> we had skirts as uniform till I think uh, we were in seventh or eighth, if I remember right. And after that, it was all the same. And uh, her skirt was above her knee by I think an inch or two. And this particular teacher, I honestly don't remember the teacher's name. And she came and she just pulled out the stitch from the skirt to make it longer and in public, in corridor.
0: Really? Wow. Right? And hence the whole thing, Now, Education is an overrated antidote. These are educated people creating these policies and enforcing Absolutely. them, which begs to ask the question, what is the whole point? How do you solve this? Education isn't the way. Or the only way.
2: But the problem is it doesn't stop there also. It's like also our leaders, you know, there's so many instances where the leaders come out and say, you know, when you do that kind of stuff, you're going to attract these type of men...
0: And all the, it's all victim-blaming when yeah. it comes to all these rapes that happen. It's all about victim-blaming and talks about, oh, okay, it's just unfortunate. And I think it, it boils down to the kind of upbringing that particular person had. What kind of exposure that particular person had. We grew up in a co-ed school where, for us, men, women, everything was pretty much the same. And we were great friends. And we all used to, I mean, I used to sit between two girls. And so did Ashish. And that's how it was. And and it was amazing uh, uh, schooling experience that we had. And even at home, God forbid, if I yell at my sister, that's it, there would be a flying fist coming from my father. <laughs> <laughs> so we were taught at home not, I mean, not not to, to respect women. And it starts from home.
2: In my family, it was always a little bit more. It was like women are superior than men, you know, so you just shut up and <laughs> sit down <laughs> <laughs> that that's 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 how I was brought up. So you know, like even till today, I cook and my wife will sit down and eat first.
0: <laughs> we don't believe that. It's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: good try. Good try, no, Ashish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but coming
0: back to the whole thing of upbringing, right? It It, it is sad how a lot of women are the pillars of patriarchy even now. Even after seeing all this abuse that's happening. I do not know why it happens where women support these kind of men, encourage or enable these kind of behavior uh, in the name of culture and tradition. I just still don't get it.
1: But the thing is, you know, of course we don't get it and there is no specific reason. It also is that women are bought up with a different curriculum, If you know if that's the word i want to give it don't wear sleeveless clothes uh, don't wear a ja- you know if you wear uh, sleeveless wear a jacket don't wear short skirts if you wear a dress wear a shorts underneath it right uh, you know if you want to do something do it after marriage you want to go uh, go abroad do it after marriage so there are so many things that are you know indirectly instilled in your brains that you know you are the weaker sex you know that's what you think and so at that point some women you know think that they deserve that right they don't know that there is an another option even if they come out of their marriage okay or an abusive relationship whether it's marriage whether it's siblings whatever they come out of this uh, relationship and then my god the society the society just like saying how can you do this i mean He's a man. I, I have I have spoken with women because I, I worked with women, uh, you know, who have been uh, survivors of uh, domestic violence and they have been told that a man can talk to you in a particular way. And he's a man, you know, he gets angry. He can get abusive.
2: that doesn't mean he doesn't love you that's bizarre yes correct I've heard this so many times from multiple people who undergo domestic violence where even after they reach out to their parents let's say early on in their wedding after their marriage you know they get abused and they turn to their parents their parents say you know what this is all normal you have to adjust like this and go and after some time love will happen and you'll, you'll love each other and things will be normal
0: what is sad is that domestic abuse is okay but divorce and getting away from a relationship is not. That is just, that's just mental. I'm glad things are changing now.
1: I read a tweet that day that, I'm sorry, I don't remember by who, and said that nobody has ever died of a divorce. So let people <laughs> just get divorced. But see, it's it's easier said than actually done, right? True. Because as a society, they have taken every possible chance to remind women uh, you know, that what makes us weak, you know, in everything that we do. And it takes a lot to change that instilled in your mind, to change that thought, you know, rewire it, rewrite it, you know, and move forward. It takes a lot. Like, for example, this 2020, the year that has been an eye-opener for everybody, not so many of us, like everybody. Imagine these. there were so many domestic violence cases that came forward. Imagine these women who used to get a breather when, you know, the men used to at least go to work, right? But they did not get that.
0: And you know what the sad part is? All the WhatsApp jokes are by men, how they're getting abused by women and i just don't get this extremely sexist or oh, yeah. men are getting beaten up okay there is some truth in it i'm not saying no to it there's always two sides to a coin there are men in abusive uh, marriages also where they are the receiving end i'm not saying no to that but a ridiculously larger percentage is on the other side i think i think a lot of people don't get out of a abusive relationship is purely because they're not financially independent or there is a huge i mean apart from the confidence or a, emotional support or a support system which enables them to escape that cage that they're in can you just throw some more light on that Archita?
1: so yes like you said being economically independent is the way to go about this first thing i would like to say is that when you are economically independent first thing you can do is you can choose today there are a lot of women yep. who cannot choose what to do is simply because, of course, they don't have the financial backup. They don't want to go back to their parents and say, I don't have that. Because again, they will say, oh, your husband has to stay stay with him. And so, yeah, so th- that is very important. And to do that, it's not easy. Like I said, it's very easy to sit here and to talk about it. But to actually be in that situation, and first of all, make up your mind to bring yourself out of that situation. And then figure out, what you're good at, and how can you earn for yourself. So I think this needs to start at a very early age. The parents, today's parents, need to instill that to your daughters and your sons, of course, to make them financially independent, educate them, make them financially independent, tell them that, you know, you don't have to depend on a man, you know, get married and depend on him to... You know, help you see the world. Earn your money and go see the damn world. That's waiting for you.
2: See, Achita, I understand that there are a lot of struggles which a woman goes through on her journey to attain socio-economic freedom. Now, back in the days when... A parent had a girl child their only thought was how do i get this child married off and how do i make enough money to send her off to a good family that was all their whole thinking of whether the girl did something or did not do something was not much of a concern but cut to 2020 now what are the struggles which a woman faces On her journey to attain that socio-economic freedom.
1: Yes, yes, there are. And like I said, it's in every strata of the society. Some people are so confident that they have so much of money. You know, their daughter does not need to go for a job and earn and just get married to a rich man. Hmm. Some people, uh, they don't have the money. They want their daughter to go marry into a a well-to-do family and live her life like that. So, because also because you know, the parents, I think it all depends on also your mother, like women support women, right? At the end of the day, you know, because we look up to our mothers. I'll tell you this, for example, okay, my mother, you know, it was a love marriage. She ran away from home, okay? And then she had two children. Then what did she do? She left that guy and came back to her parents. And thankfully, you know, she had the education. She had the balls to do what she did it at that point and then she made a life for herself and her children right so i have seen that like i've heard of that and i know of that i know my mother is a strong person right i've seen her live her life on her own terms independently and so that's what i've learned but in the other side if i would have seen my mother living in a relationship that she's not happy with in and not living on her own term you know that's what i would have learned i would have grown My growing up would be believing that, that is what we deserve and that is what i'm also going to get in future i've had people you guys will be shocked i've had people coming to me and saying that be careful your marriage might not last you know because you know your mother what yes I, I've had people come and tell me that can you believe it so I was like oh, okay if that's what you think good for you you know how, how else do you react to people like this you know
0: they think they think bad marriages are genetic wow yes <laughs> <laughs> that's like a new paper which needs to be written
1: so yeah so it is it is important to be economically independent and to do that you first need to want to be that right you need to want to get out of the situation and that sometimes doesn't happen by, by itself right it has to be influenced now of course it's become easier yes but that message of how to do it has not reached everywhere
0: right
1: so we are a little more exposed uh, you know when i say we i'm talking about i'm not talking about educated or uneducated people but at least people who have access to uh, you know books to internet uh, you know to the world uh, to the society right i talk to different people i work in a different place so i know at least what are the avenues but there are still certain people and unfortunately, um, you know, those are the people who are a little on the lower, uh, you know, strata of the society and they are still not exposed uh, to this. And at that point, for a girl to leave her village or her community, come to a city and work is like a huge thing that also comes from a place of concern in terms of the parents. Right. But this this concern is where the gap comes. But that's how the society has been. We we are in a society where, you know, women are made to feel so powerless that the moment I step out of my house, I get on a bus, I will be molested or I'll be raped, right? Especially these women who come from smaller towns to these cities. So, yeah, so as I was saying, it is uh, difficult even now for, uh, you know, some women to actually, um, you know, get out and, uh, you know, make a living and work. Uh, but of course, it has improved from before. That's why, like I said, you know, um, the gap of education, the gap of gender equality is narrowing down. But still, there is a long way to go. You need in an organization or any, any part of your living, you need women leaders. You need strong women who are like inspiration to others. Women need to be mentored, need to be coached, need to be inspired and in every way and i think that is what i'm trying to do i, I you know i want that is my vision in life is that uh, you know in any and every way possible i want uh, to inspire women to do what they want to do right and to take the next big step whatever that it may be see whether you're a housewife whether you're a student you know but just do what you love to do Earn through that, whatever it is, earn through that because a small amount of money is what will give you confidence. Because there are so many women who I talk to and they come and say, you know, there was an emergency at home and I felt so bad that, you know, I couldn't contribute. So I took out my jewelry and gave. But that's not the solution, right? Earn in whatever way you can. And there are so many avenues now. There are so many avenues now. It's just that open your mind, talk to other people. And, and there's also this one thing where I feel that women should help other women in this way, support other women in this way.
2: Let's not like... But there's another angle which I always think about, which is the man's angle, which is just the way you are treated to be um, or you are educated in a sense that you are inferior, a man is educated in the sense that the woman is weaker, you have to take care of her. So he might not be doing you any harm, but it's so inculcated into his head that you need taking care of, and so it's my moral duty to take care of you, whether you want taking care of or not. And sometimes that becomes abusive because it becomes so possessive in a sense for a man that you know what, I need to take care of you, you are my responsibility and that's what happens also. So that is another thing which I've noticed. So when you say that, you know, try and earn something, sometimes the men feel insecure that they are not able to provide enough. Why should you work? Am I not working? Why should you work? Which is a wrong attitude also, which is the other side of it from a man's perspective, which happens. So so that is another thing which you have to fight, fight off.
1: So like I said, right, the system is what that needs to shift. Because this patriarchy affects men too, you know men are just told that you have to take care, you know you have to do this, that's why you know when uh, the recession hit, so many people lost their jobs, lost their business, there were so many men committing suicide, right? Even there were a few stories that came out in 2020, you know, because so many people lost their jobs. Because you are instilled with this, uh, you know, thing that, you know, you have to be the bread earner. You have to do this. Uh, You know, uh, the whole family depends on you for this. But why so much of pressure, you know, when both of us can work it out? Correct. You know, there was a time in my life when I met Sandeep, my husband, and, uh, you know, things were not working out for him right and in fact uh, you know he came up to me and he was like you know i'm not able to earn the money uh you know that uh, i would to take care of the family uh do you think i should just go take a job but business is all about that yeah there are ups and downs like every day right so then i just looked at him and i said what are you talking about i'm also earning right and it's okay that you don't earn for a year or two or whatever after that if you don't earn then that's your stupidity Right. And I'm not saying that because of money, but you should know how to, Correct. you know, earn your bread. You know, that fear is there, which is really sad. and
2: that's programmed into them also. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's another struggle. So coming to where you are now, Archita, I mean, it's been a journey for you from being a child of a single mother and the stigma with that to all the social work which you've done, working with people who need support and care, to now where you have started a whole e-commerce platform called called Srinari. So can you throw some light on where that journey began and what made you do that? So, yes.
1: Um, Like I said, I've been working with and for women and there are a lot of women groups that I've been working with who are entrepreneurs who do their own small business, uh, whether self-help groups or individual entrepreneurs or homepreneurs, right, who just make food and pickle and sell. I have a great community uh, of women who I know. And when the corona actually hit, till then I was also a little, um, you know, not aware that it is so important to be on a digital platform for these entrepreneurs. So when this corona virus happened and, you know, things were shut, these women were finding it very difficult to reach to their end customer you know, because they were not on a digital platform. And I'm not only talking about an e-commerce platform, but any kind of, you know, social media platform or any of this that exists today. So, and they were telling me that, you know, how do I do this? Can you refer someone who'll buy my products and this? And by reference, how much can your business grow, you know, at the end of the day? So that's when I thought of Srinari and I, uh, you know, discussed that with my husband. And, you know, both of us were very kicked about the idea. So we started this e-commerce platform only for women entrepreneurs to sell their products or services and we don't charge any commissions oh wow Uh, you know we try to give them back their money uh that comes from the sale like within uh seven days seven working days so that you know it helps in rotation because that is something we realized is very important but yes we have a one-year registration fee that we take which is very minimal right but then we also need that to run our business But there are many women on our platform who have not paid anything, mm-hmm. who've just come on board. So there are things like that we are doing. But also keeping Srinari in mind, what we are trying to do is we are trying to build this powerful community of women entrepreneurs. right? Mm. So in future, I, I want to be able to build this whole community where somebody in Calcutta is connected to somebody in Kerala. And so many different uh, Women with so many Different thought process Empowering each other Lovely So we will have These uh, You know Workshops We'll have Training sessions We'll have Gatherings And uh, you know Where everyone Can come together And uh, inspire Each other To grow Themselves
0: So uh, Archita, Just a quick question Because my mom Does make some Jewelry And with beads And stuff And it's a hobby For her I would love her To probably register For Sri Nari too So how much does this yearly subscription model cost for them to sign up for the benefit of a listeners?
1: A yearly subscription is 3999 plus GST. That's all. After that, you don't have to pay anything. In fact, uh, once you are a part of the family, Uh, We have a lot of sales and offers that we give, you know, for example, in Diwali, we did something like if a customer purchases for 800 and above, you know, they get a 500 rupee discount and that 500 is not taken from the seller. That 500 is our uh, part. Srinari gives that discount. So even discounts also we don't take from the sellers. Once you pay that fee and that fee is also for us to help, Promote you, and you know I also very very strongly believe, and that's my opinion. Uh, you know, is that anything that comes for free sometimes you don't value it.
0: Very true. Can't agree more on that.
1: So if you divide this three three triple nine, you know, in twelve months it's some three hundred rupees per month, right? So that's all we are charging you to take the next big step into you know an e-commerce platform.
0: Oh yeah, that's a, like a really low entry barrier. I, I think you kind of broke the glass ceiling of sorts in this. And I'm just checking your website right now the products over here seems absolutely delightful and I think I mean I'm sure that this is going to do really well Archita. and there's going to be loads of women who are going to be empowered by this become financially independent by it
2: so Archita, before we let you off the hook if I had to ask you what is the one thing that you would want to see changed in the near future
1: so I think as women, at times we are tiffled by the way the world thinks we should act. So I wish for every woman to stop wasting time trying to fit in. I want them to, you know, not live by this definition of perfect the world gives you. Instead, move forward, be real, be raw, you know, be honest and just live your dreams. And the day that happens, I think the world will be beautiful and we will not have this conversation at all about inequality or patriarchy you know because we'll all be supporting each other lifting each other you see another woman top judging her by the way she looks by the way she talks do not do that we are women let's support our kind let's just be together we are not competition we are not threatening each other so first stop doing that just be yourself and grow together
2: and neither do you need their help because uh (laughs) because recently i was watching this um this vlog okay about a lady biker and uh, the guy was interviewing her and saying oh it's so nice to see women on bikes and everything (laughs) and And so, the, and so he was like, uh, but what is the one thing, you know, if you could change and do something, you know, like that. He was trying to find out what, what she likes and she doesn't like. And she was like, the one thing which irritates me the most is where you think that you need to come and encourage me for riding the bike. That is the worst thing you can do. I don't need your encouragement. I can ride the bike and I can go. So, you know. So men have to start saying, changing their mentality that women need help they can take very good care of themselves. Yeah, just
0: empower them or give them space. One of these two. But do not open your mouth (laughs) unnecessarily.
1: (laughs) No, and also there's one more thing, guys, which I I just want to, you know, tell any woman who's hearing is that it's okay, you know, to sometimes get pampered and, you know, to sometimes feel the love from your partner, you know, and and it's not wrong. That does not make you any less independent. That does not make you, uh, you know, any less by any chance, right? Because there are men who are brought up in, in, a, you know, in such a way that they lo- love to take care of uh, you know, their partner. And that does not mean that he's demeaning you. You know, that's where everyone gets this whole uh, thing about feminism wrong.
0: Right. Wait. I
1: love getting pampered you know i i mean i love Me it too. my morning tea my morning chaya is made by a malu, so i love it you know i i, I would not who else will
0: make that. it only malu makes it exactly. all the chaya colours from malus.
1: <laughs> you know so so yes and that's fine you know that's yes. fine you know so don't go about telling women oh you know your husband does this for you you're not independent enough what the hell dude i am you know, and I I love this.
0: Lovely. On that amazing note and, and, and a great message from Archita. Thank you so much for joining us on the Odd Couple Podcast. To all of our listeners who wants to go check out Srinari.com, do check out the links in our show notes and follow Achita as well as Srinari's handles across social media which will also be mentioned in our show notes. So as always, like, subscribe and share our podcast and do drop in any questions that you might have for Achita which she will answer on the live uh, stream that we have every Sunday. Uh, Not every Sunday, every alternate Sunday so this time it will be on the... One second.
2: Valentine's Day! Oh, yo, I'm gonna have. Archita, you're gonna be our Valentine's this Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What,
0: yes. what an
1: unromantic person to
0: have. Hello, you just said you like Malus making tea. Yeah. Now you have three Malus for Valentine's. <laughs> Don't complain. <laughs> So this (laughs) Valentine's Day, if you have any queries for Achita or The Odd Couple, please do mention in the comments or join us on our live stream. So thank you so much, Achita, once again. This is Ashish and Siddharth signing off from The Odd Couple. Bye-bye. Thank you so
1: much, guys.